The following conversation is with a gentleman by the name of Micah Dank. Now, Micah has become a very good friend of the community, the Gen Z community and the show, particularly because these episodes have been on Patreon for a handful of days and in some cases weeks at this point. With that being said, this is sort of uh, to give you folks an idea, those who have not yet signed up for the Patreon or don't even plan to, which is totally fine. I appreciate your support regardless. This is a bit of a preview uh, of the different content and series that we have on our Patreon. However, I will be putting out the episodes with Micah simply because I feel the knowledge is so significant that it needs to be spread um, as vastly as possible. This is just my opinion, and I do want to say, before jumping into this particular episode here of decoding the Bible in this case with Micah, please, please, please keep an open mind. And I say this with the utmost respect to those that may subscribe to the religious community or religious ideologies or subscriptions a little bit more. This is not a knock on any religion, any culture, anything of the sort. This is simply looking at things in a very literal yet, I guess you could say, uh, very advanced yet simplistic way, so to speak. So without further ado, I won't let my rambling continue on. Please let, uh, please decide for yourselves and enjoy the episode. Thank you. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. We are back with another episode of Decoding the Bible, which has been extremely well received by all of you. I'm extremely appreciative that so many of you have been willing to take the time to uh, hear what our, our good friend here, Micah, has to say. But without further ado, we will be jumping into the book of Revelations today. And Micah, how are you, brother? How's everything going? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you. So the, uh, the floor is yours, sir. So how is it received? What were people saying? It, they honestly, they just kept saying, we want the next episode. They kept saying, this is fantastic. I mean, with respects to the, uh, I forgot, please forgive me. Um, that, that one sentence that you formulated so well last time when you said the Bible was meant to be taken. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. I yes. Yeah. That, in that was, yeah. that really stuck with, with the audience. And they, they've been telling me that personally. So um, again, we're super appreciative. Two of them, actually, two of your two of your listeners bought the book series through me. That's fantastic. I wish all of I wish all of them would, but um, <laughs> I appreciate the two that have so far. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. What I do with astrotheology in the book series, I'm sorry. What I do with astrotheology in these podcasts, I do with like conspiracy theories and hidden information, hidden knowledge, and sacred information with my book series. It's it's on the same level. So I would hope you guys reach out to me, but let's go ahead and let's start this. Absolutely. Okay. So can you see this? Yes, sir. Yep. Now let me close this a little bit so I don't distract everyone. There we go. It's a little bit better. All right. So the book of Revelation, what do you know about the book of Revelation? Truthfully, personally, not much, if if at all. I mean, it's my memory on that is so scattered that I'm not even going to pretend like I know anything about it. Do we have any live chatters right now? Unfortunately, no. Okay, no, not a big deal. All right, so let's just go through the tens, the 12 signs. Sure. Aquarius. The first sign I talk about is Aquarius, which is represented by the man. It's the story of Zeus and Aquarius. Now, I didn't go over this last time, but basically the Aquarius goes back to the, um, the Greeks. Okay, Gemini and Aquarius both go back to the Greeks. The story of Zeus and Aquarius goes something like this. Zeus was in heaven and he saw a 
14 year old and it was specific a 14 year old boy on earth that he thought was beautiful and he wanted him in heaven his father wouldn't give it to him so after a lot of bartering he gave the father like money and land and all this stuff the boy was allowed to go to heaven he takes the boy to heaven while in heaven he's serving the gods out of this water pitcher something called ambrosia which is the nectar of the gods okay nowadays it's just like a tangerine whipped cream salad that's what that's what it is nowadays, but it used to be what fed the gods. That's what they nourished off of. And he got fed up with doing it after a while. He got fed up with being in heaven and doing it. He just wanted to be a kid. So what he did is he went to the side of heaven. And just like in this picture, he poured the water out, the, the, the ambrosia out, and it flooded the earth. That's where the Greeks get their flood story from. Everyone has a flood story. Okay. What happened is Zeus ended up being so mad at him. Um, that he was going to punish him, but then he realized he took the boy up to heaven. He kind of realized his wrong. Um, so he, he ended up just immortalizing him as the constellation Aquarius. So whenever you hear son of man, because he's the sign of the man, Aquarius is the sign of the man, Virgo is the woman, man, baptism, water pitcher, fountain, stream, river, pond, lake, that's Aquarius. Pisces is the exact same thing. Um, water pitcher, I'm sorry, not water pitcher. But fountain, stream, river, pond, lake, things of that nature, that's Pisces. Pisces is actually a water sign, whereas Aquarius is an air sign in astrology. But because there's water in the air sign, mainly the water being poured out of the pitcher, because it depicts water, it's a, it, it, when you decode the Bible properly, <clears throat> that's what it means. It, it, you could talk about water in Aquarius, even though Aquarius is an air sign. Pisces being the mutable water sign is clear water. Aries is the ram, and in Aries you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover, or the passing over of the sun over the equator and back on its way up to its height in the summer solstice. In Christianity, the passing over is changed, and it's called the resurrection of God's son. So it's three separate meanings, but they all mean the same thing. The Jews celebrate Passover. What they celebrate is it's not the sun going over the equator. It's not the resurrection of the sun. It's God passing over Egypt and smiting the firstborn children that whoever doesn't have the lamb or the ram, it's blood, Aries, the ram, they're the people of Aries. Whoever doesn't have the ram's blood on top of their door frames, uh, their firstborn children get killed. So whenever you hear ram, lamb, shepherd, ram's horn, firstborn sons, that is. Uh, you talk about Aries, and there's plenty of de uh, of death of the firstborn son. You have Jesus, you have uh, Abel, Cain and Abel. You have uh, Abraham bringing Isaac up there and, and almost killing him. Uh, in fact, in some of the Jewish midrashim, um, which is like sacred works, they talk about how Isaac was actually killed, and guess what? He was dead for three days, and then he came back to life. Okay, so it's the same story, just like the sun's dead for three days, which we'll get into. Taurus is the bull. When you look at the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf, or cow, cow being a female bull, it's Taurus. Gemini is the twins. This is another Greek story. Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. Okay, so whenever you hear twins or brothers, you're talking about Gemini. Cancer is the crab. It's the sideways moving creature. Just as the sun rises a degree on its axis starting on December 25th, it stops on June 21st. Then for three days, it rises to the same degree. Hence, when it moves to the side, just like the crab. Then on June 25th, it lowers a degree and it continues to lower a degree every single day until it hits December 21st, which we'll get into. That's Sagittarius. 
So the crab in the ancient Egyptian time was known as the scarab. Okay, so that's why whenever you hear crab or beetle, they're talking about cancer. Leo is the king. He's the lion. He's the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So whenever you hear lion, lioness, or cub, you're talking about Leo. Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before we said that you plant in Taurus? Well, the virgins would cultivate the wheat in Virgo in order to make the bread for the year. So whenever you hear virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, corn, grainy things, they're talking about Virgo. Libra is the justice, the scales, the balance, the just one, as Jesus is called when the sun is in Libra. The reason it's the justice is because it judges God's sun as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter, into cold, into death. The Jews always celebrate the new year on the fall equinox. Libra is also wine season, which is when you plant for the grapes in Taurus, you could press the wine here. So whenever you hear law, judge, justice, lawyer, just one, divorce, marriage, court, lawly things, they're talking about Libra. It's also wine, vineyard, wine press, anytime grapes even, you're talking about Libra because that's when you press them. Olive oil, because that's when you press the olives to make the oils in Libra too. Scorpio is the scorpion and he is the betrayer. When a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. It's where the mafia gets the kiss of death from. It's why Judas was betrayed. I'm sorry, why Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Because he could have pointed him out anyway, but because he represents Scorpio with the kiss of death, that's what he did. Okay? The sun is judged in Libra. It's betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun, effectively killing it. This is where the sun dies. Why? Because on December 21st, the sun is at its lowest point. It cannot rise any lower. It's dead. It's the dead of winter. It remains at that lowest level for three days, just like it did in June for the summer solstice. This is the winter solstice. So it remains dead for three days. That's why Jesus was dead for three days. That's why the story says that. That's why all the ancient gods, they were all dead for three days. They were all born of a virgin. Um, they all performed miracles. They healed the blind. They all did the same thing. Then on December 25th, which is the day that all ancient gods are born, it's because the sun comes back to life. Okay. And it rises a degree. Okay. So it's born again. The sun is born again. Okay. So whenever you hear horse, bow and arrow, spear, horseman, you're talking about Sagittarius. Finally, the goat is Capricorn, because if you look at the zodiac wheel, Capricorn's at the bottom. And what happens is it starts the climb a degree a day alongside the wheel as the sun climbs a degree a day on its way back to its height in cancer. So those are the 12 signs. Now, you remember how I broke things down before in the last episode, right? Yes, very it is precisely. The same exact way through all those different books that I've reached out. When I reached out to you and I said, what are we doing today? You said Revelation. Um, it's broken down the same way. I'm going to show you that. I turned John's vision of Christ. I turned around to see a voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. 
His face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance. So there's a lot going on here. Among the lampstands was someone like the son of man. Now I mentioned the son of man is Aquarius. Okay, so the son of man is Aquarius, the sign of the man, the son of man, man, boy, whatever you want to call it, that's Aquarius. This represents Aquarius, the sign of the man, son of man, with a golden sash around his chest. That's a metaphor for the sun being an Aquarius. Hair on his head was white like wool, which comes from sheep or ram or Aries. His head, his eyes were like a blazing fire. Now it's talking about the blazing sun in Aries. His voice was like the sound of rushing waters. This is referencing Aquarius again. It is the story of the boy flooding the earth, Zeus. In his right hand, he held seven stars. The seven stars are literally talking about the Pleiades. See, in the Bible, there's, they, they mention seven countless times, but they always mean one of two things. When you're talking about the seven stars, when they say seven stars, they're always talking about the Pleiades. They're known as the seven sisters. When they're talking about seven anything else, they're metaphors for the seven planets that they knew at the time. We know them as the Elohim. Okay, El is God, and Ohim is just basically apostrophe S. It, it, it adds to it. It's like you have it's like Micah or Micahs, many Micahs, for example. That's all Elohim means. Revelation 4 7 the first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man. The fourth is like a flying eagle. The first living creature was like a lion, that's Leo. The second was like an ox, that's Taurus. The third had a face like a man, that's Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. I've mentioned this last time, but in astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly crawling creature, the lowest form on earth. Its evolved form is the eagle. And the eagle's form, evolved form is the phoenix. So the eagle becomes Scorpio. So Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. So one of two things is gonna happen. Either you believe there's a four-headed animal in the sky that's going to bring about the apocalypse, or they're talking about the four fixed signs of the zodiac. Why are they fixed? Why are they called fixed? You have you have uh, cardinal signs, you have fixed signs, and you have um, I forget the last one. I usually don't. It's cardinal, fixed, and. Ah, oh, it skips my mind. Whatever. There's no, three no different. Worries. Yeah, there's three different signs. So you have Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio. Leo, the reason it's fixed is because they're fixed in the season of the year. Leo is in the middle of summer. Taurus is the middle of spring. Aquarius is the middle of winter. The eagle, Scorpio, is in the middle of fall. Leo, lion, man, Aquarius. Those two signs, they form a line. Opposing signs. Ox, Taurus, eagle, Scorpio opposing signs you see the red x that it makes through the zodiac wheel yes yes yeah that's what it is that's what it means okay it's just a celestial pattern it's not meant to be taken literally right okay? and they are opposing signs okay and i mentioned this not only is it just always talking about the signs but it's more often than not talking about opposing and connecting signs revelation 5 5 then one of the elders said to me do not weep See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. Okay? This mentions that Jesus Christ, the son of God, also the lion of Judah, or Leo, the son, rules the planet Leo, is able to open the scrolls and the seven seals. Revelation 6.1, I watched the lamb open the first of the seven seals. 
Then I heard one of the four living creatures, which we just went over, say in a voice like thunder, come. Okay. Um, now in Hebrew, the word thunder is actually translated to voices. That's what it means. So what happened is they would hear thunder, you know, up on the mountain and they would think God was talking to them. Okay. That's what it basically was. Now, why is this a lamb open the first of the seven seals? I'll tell you why. The lamb has to. The lamb is Aries. Aries starts the new year. See, we think that the new year starts uh, December 31st, January 1st. Okay. But in every other, you know, area, it's either on the spring equinox or the fall equinox. Why is that? The reason behind that is because. Sirius, our dog star, is at its height, December 31st at midnight. If you go outside on New Year's Eve and you look straight up into the sky, you'll see Sirius. That's our dog star. Okay? It's at its height. Then you follow a line straight down its Earth, follow a line straight down its the Sun. It's a perfect celestial alignment. Okay? Sirius is as high as it is. That's the only reason New Year's is on the day it is, because it's in the middle of a zodiac sign. It has nothing to do with a solstice or an equinox. Okay, that's why our New Year's is that, and our New Year's Day isn't that for everything. The um, the Ethiopians, their New Year's is nine eleven. Okay, they have a thirteen month calendar, twelve months of thirty days, and one month of five days. Okay, so the reason the Lamb is the first seal is because it starts the year. Spring equinox begins the new year. Revelation 6.2, I looked there and before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow. Well, that's Sagittarius, the horse with the bow and the arrow. There's, remember what Sagittarius is. I said Sagittarius has December 21st. It's the day of death. So whenever they're talking about death, they're always talking about Sagittarius. Sagittarius is the horse, okay? With the man on the horse with the bow and the arrow. Sometimes it's a spear, as I've mentioned before. Sometimes it's a bow and arrow, sometimes it's a sword, but that's basically what it is. Now, the interesting thing too is, is that there's four horsemen of the apocalypse. That's four Sagittariuses. Now, what happens in Sagittarius? There's, it's the death. How many gospels are there that Jesus dies in? Four. Yep, there you go. So that's why. That's why you have to have four Sagittarius horsemen. Okay, here's one of them. It's rider hell of a bow. This is obvious, Sagittarius. Okay. Revelation 6 6. Then I heard what sounded like a voice of the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wages. That's Libra. I'm sorry, Virgo. And six pounds of barley for a day's wages. That's Virgo. And do not damage the oil and the wine. Well, that's Libra. Those are connecting signs. Okay. That's what they're basically talking about right here. They just give you four examples within five sentences or five lines that connect in the Zodiac. So it's not like they're talking about a horse and then they're talking randomly about a crab, you know, where you can't find a pattern. There's a very specific pattern here. They're the next sign over from one another. Okay. I watched this heat, Revelation 612. I watched this he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. 
The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The moon turned blood red, figs dropped from a fig tree. Well, goat is Capricorn, the goat. And it's black is because Saturn is the ruling planet of Capricorn, which is known as the black planet. See, the Jews wear a black cube on their forehead when they pray. They take the tefillin, it's called, and they wrap it around their hand seven times to represent the Elohim. This is Saturn worship, the cube. The Muslims walk around a giant Kaaba. Hey, brother, sorry, can I, can I just say thank you so much for this? I, I, just, I know, just wanted to say I appreciate everything you're, you're, you're doing right now because this is absolutely fantastic. I mean, wow, sorry, I'm just extremely impressed, but carry on. Okay, thank you. So, um, yeah, the Muslims walk around the Kaaba in Mecca. It's a giant black stone. It's Saturn worship. So the moon turned blood red. So why? Why did the sackcloth black and then the moon turn blood red? Why did they mention them next to each other? Well, sa um, uh, Capricorn's at the bottom of the zodiac wheel. Directly across from it, its cross sign is Cancer. Cancer is ruled by the moon. So first time figs are good to eat are June or Cancer. The second times they're good to eat are basically August to October, which is basically Libra. Revelation 7-4. Then I heard the number of those who were sealed. 144,000 from all the tribes of Israel. Have you ever heard of this phrase? Once, but I never looked into it. Don't know what it even implies. It's very important to realize and to understand something. You have to understand this, okay? I have to drill this in. I think it's, it's either the Mormons or the Latter-day Saints, one of them, but very religious, very devout Christians believe this number to be true. They think that the 144,000 represents 144,000 people who are going to heaven and the rest are not. They also believe that it's predestined. So no matter what you do on earth, you're not going to go to heaven or you are going to heaven. So that leads to the question, why, why try? Why bother being good? But you have heard this phrase before, right? You're muted, friend. Oh, yes, I have. Yes, absolutely. I just never knew what the, what the, I didn't even dare to think what the implications, the meaning behind it. So that's what it basically is. People think that 144,000 people go to heaven, but it couldn't be further from the truth. Okay. There are seven chakras. The root has four petals. The sacral has six. The solar plexus has 10. The heart has 12 and the throat has 16, which equals 48. The third eye chakra is represented by 96. It only has two petals because it's two times as powerful as the lower chakras. 48 times two is 96. Now the crown chakra up here is a thousand times more powerful than the lower six. So when you add the lower six, you get 96 plus 48 equals 144. Times that by a thousand, you get your 144,000. So basically what happens is when you've activated all your chakras, that's when you get to go to heaven and see God. Oh my gosh, this makes to me perfect sense. But it is, and it's important to note that Christ is Christos, and in Greek that means oil. So basically the oil travels up your spine, Jacob's ladder, all 33 of them, it's the significance of the number 33, and sets in your pineal gland where you're able to see God. Okay, it's about manipulating your bodily fluids. fluids. But the 144,000 are the chakras. When you add them all up, when you add their value, okay? When you activate everything, baby, you get to go see God, okay? And that's what it basically means. So it's not 144,000 people that are going to heaven and that's it. 
Okay, and I'm pretty sure it's 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 the Jehovah's Witnesses that believe that. Right. Wow. Revelation nine three, and out of the smoke, locusts came down onto earth and were given power like that of the scorpions on earth. It's important to understand this. The locusts came down on earth and were given power to like the scorpions, given power like Scorpio. What is Scorpio's power? Scorpio's power is the betrayal. That's what their purpose is. It's the betrayal. Okay. Locusts in the Old Testament, when God's talking about what's clean and unclean to eat, okay, they talk about locusts being clean to eat. They used to eat locusts. Um, in the book of Matthew, when they're talking about John, they said he wore uh, camel hair clothing and he ate locusts and wild honey. They used to eat locusts. So locusts used to be food. But what else can locusts be? It could be a plague because there are plagues of locusts. Right. Okay, so that's the betrayal right there. You follow? Yes. So they serve a good purpose, but there's also a betrayal. The locusts looked like horses. So that's Sagittarius preparing for battle. On their heads, they wore something like crowns of gold. Okay, so it's the sun in Sagittarius. And their faces resembled human faces. That's Aquarius and Virgo, the man and the woman. Their hair was like woman's hair. That's Virgo. And their teeth were like lion's teeth. That's Leo. They had tails with stingers like scorpions. That's Scorpio. You see how many signs are in this one passage? Yes. Yeah. How can you believe it to be anything but this? Well, when you, I can say what I can say on, from my perspective is once you see it like this, you can't unsee it. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know how you would interpret it any other way, not to sound closed minded, but I mean, this seems to be bang on what, what, what's trying, attempted to being, uh, you know, uh, sent as a message in, in an, a cryptic type way. See what the religious do is they, they have to explain things like a talking snake, a talking donkey. They have to explain things like that being eaten by a whale uh, or in, in Hebrew, it's dagadol, which is giant fish, but they imply a whale. Or like pig-headed pig demons, things like that. Right. Like a, a, a whale's throat only opens 15 inches when it eats. Okay. So how the fuck is a human going to fall down there? It's <laughs> okay. So what was, he, what was Jonah really doing? It's a metaphor for, he was in there for three days. It's a metaphor of the sun dying and him being born again. Mm. Okay. Now, in this one passage, you see all this. Okay. Now, what the religious do is they use something called apologetics, which is basically how they explain away all these fantastical things. I'm using the zodiac and the constellations. That's it. And it's the same pattern that you'll see over and over again. To me, it's a much easier explanation. We did that. Revelation 12. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. A woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. If the sun's in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. So I explained this last time, but basically the sun... Spends two hours a day in each one of the 12 signs. That gives us a 24-hour day clock. If the sun is in Virgo, that's between 4 and 6 p.m. Okay, you could literally just, you know, starting in Capricorn, 12 to 2, midnight to 2, just follow along the wheel, and that's what you'll get. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon is at her feet, because from 4 to 6 p.m., the sun is still out. So if the sun is still out, the moon is down. But when the moon is up, the sun is down. So that's what that means. Another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon, its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth. The constellation Draco is the dragon. 
Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four-twelfths of the signs or one-third of the stars out of the sky. Again, there are people that believe wholeheartedly there's going to be a giant woman in the sky and a dragon about to eat her when the time of apocalypse is. But the apocalypse is nothing but an astrotheological book. Okay, as you can see, as I've done last week, or whenever it was, and I'm doing this week in Revelation, and I have a ton of other books that we can do. Can I, sorry, brother, can I ask a quick question? With respects to the Draco constellation there, in your perspective, could any other constellation have been referenced or used in Revelations other than Draco? Like, I mean, at the time that... Well, you have to understand, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I don't think it's possible, I'll tell you why. We know there's 88 constellations, including the 12 zodiacs. That's that's what we've mapped out. That's what we know is in our neighborhood, okay? Right. Okay? At the time that they wrote these Bibles and the Egyptian Bible, they only knew of seven planets, not nine, okay? And I'm considering Pluto a planet because it has to do with, in astrology, your Pluto placement has, has a lot to do with it. Sure. Um, they only knew about seven planets and 48 constellations. So I'm using the constellations they knew about at the time. Right. Okay. Draco is itself the dragon. Revelation 13.2. The beast I saw resembled a leopard, but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like a lion. There's a constellation called Camelopardalis. In the book of Matthew, when John's talking, when they're talking about John wearing camel hair, camel hair comes from Camelopardalis. Now, Camelopardalis can reference a camel, which is Camelos, and a leopard, which is Pardalis. The giraffe they used to call the camel leopard. Think about it. Right? So the beast re resembled Camelopardalis but had feet of a bear. That's Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, which represent the great bear and its cubs. And the mouth of a lion, that's Leo. These are all, this all stars. That's all they're talking about. Once you see this, you can't unsee it. My gosh. Revelation 13, 11. Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb. So that's Aries, but it spoke like a dragon. Again, that's Draco. Now remember patterns, right? Draco's tail starts in Aries. So they're talking about Aries here. It's the same sign. Cargoes of cinnamon and spice, of incense, myrrh and frankincense, of wine and oil, wine and olive oil. Why, why, why wine and olive oil? Why? Why not figs? Why not this? Why, not? why wine and olive oil? Because that's Libra. That's what you do in Libra. A fine flour and wheat. That's what you do in Virgo. Okay. Cattle, that's Taurus, the bull. Sheep, that's Aries. Horses and carriages, that's Sagittarius. And human beings, that's Aquarius and Virgo. It's basically all the signs in this one passage. Can I just say, brother, you deserve, an, uh, in my opinion, an audience of millions. You should be speaking this to, the, this is, this is, whoa. I, I mean, I, for the audience who will be watching or listening later on, I don't mean to, you know, keep intervening here, but my gosh, this, it, it, it's sorry carry on man no it's okay i like when you say stuff like that i might just call you up at night for you to repeat that <laughs> by all means okay so we just went over that let's count them wine and oil that's two fine flour and wheat that's four cattle and sheep that's six horses is seven human beings eight and nine nine signs in four lines right 
That's it. That's the book of Revelation. Oh my so gosh. We've done Matthew. We've done Revelation. These are, I'm going to leave this up for a minute so everyone else can see it when they, uh, when they actually watch this. I'm going to, I'm going to let this chill for a minute. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah. So basically these are the books that I've decoded. Now it's interesting because you think it would just be, it would just be biblical or Gnostic texts, right? It's not the Enuma, the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, the Enuma Elish, the Epic of Gilgamesh, Code of Hammurabi, the Quran, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. This is all, all astrotheology. This is the basis that all the books were written on. And people probably want to know why. You want to know why? I'll explain to you why. The ancients, okay, fresh out of the food chain, basically, okay, didn't have clocks, watches, smartphones. I'm looking at my computer right now. I'm looking down. I see it's 1243 on 116.22. I relatively know what the weather's going to be like. I know what time it is. I know when the sun's going to go back down. I have all that. I mean, Jesus, the weather even tells you when there's going to be snow. The ancients didn't have that. Whenever you watch Game of Thrones and they say winter is coming, it was an event. It literally was. Because what happens? What happens? Everything dies. Okay? So what did they do? They needed to know. Okay, I look at the, I look at the sky. I see the bull. Now we plant. Because if we don't plant when we see the bull... Then Virgo and Libra, we're not going to have any bread or wine. Incidentally, Virgo is the bread, Libra is the wine, the bread and the wine. Those are the symbols of Christianity. Okay, so it all goes back to this. And if they didn't plant, they were screwed. If they didn't plant, they were fucked. Yeah. How many, how many different biblical passages do they talk about? I had a dream and, and, and nothing grew for seven years. Yes. I'm talking about, um, why can't I remember his name? Uh, I can't remember shit today. Um, what the hell was his name? Joseph. The dream say the dream seeker, the dream sayer. Okay. Egypt, you know, in terms of my dreams. That's what they had to do because they didn't have modern things. Okay. So what they did was they hid all this sacred stuff symbolically. And as I say, my point once again is not that those ancient people told literal stories and we are now smart enough to take them symbolically, but that they told them symbolically and we are now dumb enough to take them literally. That's the truth. As time goes on, people get more fixed into this shit, and then the science gets lost. To, to my knowledge, astrotheology and decoding these books, I'm the only one that does it in this way. I would be inclined to agree. I, I'm not familiar with anyone else that is that would that would that has presented it in this way and in such a clear, concise way. Um, yeah. Wow. So I think that. Uh, I would like to let the audience pick the next one. You know what? Absolutely. Let me just say for those watching or listening, um, I will not, Micah or myself will not be picking the next one. Please, folks, leave in the comments of this video below. Uh, we have here, I'm just going to list this out for those listening on audio. We have, so we covered the book of Matthew. We just did the book of Revelation. Uh, we still have the book of Enoch, the Jubilees, the Gospel of Thomas, the Gospel of Mary Magdalene, uh, the Melchizedek. Oh, let me let me let me jump in, Dave. Sure. The Gospel of Mary Magdalene, Melchizedek, Philip, Judas. Okay, those four um, are done in one presentation. Beautiful. Wow. Okay. Awesome. And then we have the Secret Gospel of John, and then again for those listening on audio, the books not Bible related. We then have the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, the Enuma Elish. 
the Epic of Gilgamesh, the Code of the Hammurabi, the Quran, and then the Egyptian Book of the Dead. So for those listening on audio, if you want to play that back, maybe uh, to, to listen to those options there. And please, please, please comment below, folks, as what you would like to see next. But please, Michael, could you tell us where we can find you, how we can find your social media, yeah. all of that? Sure. So these are topics that I discuss in my book series. Gematria, etymology, numerology, astrology, astronomy, astrotheology, out-of-body experiences, the Akashic records, symbology, remote viewing, religious secrets, capstones of the pyramid, mystery school channelers, near-death experiences, DMT monitoring, lucid dreaming, acoustic levitation, physics and quantum physics, psychotherapy, psychology, spiritual guides, and shared dreaming. Crystal technology, conspiracies that not many people know about, corruption, and secret societies. I've interwoven this into a set of thrillers. I have six books out right now, soon to be eight. My seventh is with my publisher right now. That's coming out in, like, uh, I think we said March 15th, but I got to double check. Um, but, yeah, so... If those topics are interesting, the way I do astrotheology in these presentations is how I do it in the books. You know, it's loaded with information. It's basically my lifetime study of everything. And right. I had to write them in fiction because, to be honest with you, it wouldn't be allowed to come out if it was in nonfiction. Uh, yeah, I can see that with respects to how academia is still suppressing this whole right. aspect of things. Absolutely. So you guys can reach me on Twitter at Real Mr. Dank, Facebook and Instagram at Micah Dank. Um, on Amazon, it's Into the Rabbit Hole series, Beneath the Veil, book one. I'm fine if you get them on Amazon. That's totally fine. But a lot of people in the truth of community would rather not give Bezos money, and that's fine by me. Um, you guys can order books directly from me. I've already sold two sets from my last episode with you. My email is into the rabbit hole series at gmail.com. But reach out to me on social media. This is my first book, Beneath the Veil. And uh, that's that's about it. So let's let's see what everybody wants to see next time. Absolutely. Well, I just wanted to thank you so much. And on behalf of uh, our audience, our viewers, listeners, truly, truly thank you. And for those listening or watching, even myself, I actually... Um, not this is not a paid endorsement or anything like that, but I do plan to order all of Micah's series as well myself. So if anyone is, you know, uh, thinking of asking Dave, are you going to get it yourself? The answer is yes. But Micah, brother, thank you so, so very much. And we will catch you all next time, everybody. Thank you. Sounds good.